Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with co-host Justin Tucker. So we have a great show planned for you tonight. We are officially moving on to week seven. I can't believe it. We're already at week seven action. And it, it honestly feels like just yesterday where we were going, where opening day was right around the corner. Um, but anyways, there is a new top seed in the AFC. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the state of the underachieving Cleveland Browns thus far. And we mm-hmm. ha- have a new surprise segment coming up for you guys, debuting this week. Sorry, sorry today. Um, but anyways, we're going to get right into it. So anyways, you have your AFC best, Baltimore Ravens of all teams. Mm-hmm. So Baltimore came into week six, to week six. They were going up against the – sorry, the L.A. Chargers, not the San Diego Chargers, the L.A. Chargers. And, we, you know, we've been talking about this team as a possible Super Bowl contender, this Chargers team, with Justin Herbert, that improved defense, that offensive line, their, the targets, the whole nine yards. Baltimore beat them down. Like, re- like, really, they scored they, – uh, L.A. only scored six points, and they made them look bad. But anyways, so they have they do have 17 players on IR. In fact, they lost one – I believe it was – what was their le- – was it their left tackle or their right tackle who they lost to IR today? It was somebody. It was the left tackle. He's been out for a while, but it's officially he's gone for the season. Yeah. So the right tackle you said? Left. Sorry, left. Left. So this Baltimore Ravens team, despite these these injuries, are they for real, Justin? And put your bias aside. Put my bias aside? What do you mean put my bias aside? Of course I'm going to say they're for real. Despite all of the injuries that have happened to them, that happened during the preseason, despite all the controversies we've had to go through, we are still your AFC best five and one team. We deserve respect. We faced off against Kansas City. We faced off against the, not the Chiefs, the Colts. We faced off against the Raiders, who are not a bad team this year. True. We faced off against the Broncos, and we exposed the Broncos for who we thought they were to be. I knew that from jump, but I'm glad we got them out the way. Who am I missing? Well, Detroit's Detroit, even though. It took us a NFL record game-winning field goal to get it done. But, no, nah, we're for real. It shows that Lamar Jackson can come back from behind to win games. It shows that we can pass when we need to. It shows that Lamar Jackson is not only threatening with his with his feet, he's also threatening with his, with his arm. And this team is to be feared in the AFC. Now everybody's going to still say the Bills for some unknown reason, even though they just lost to the Titans. But but I still think the Ravens are to be feared, and they are for real. So one thing I will say, I've, I've been surprised, uh, surprised, impressed with about this Baltimore Ravens team is that they've been able to throw in the absence of their run game since they lost so many, so many running backs. <coughs> excuse me, to IR. They lost. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, they lost. Well, they. I know they lost Gus Edwards. They lost Justice yes. Hill. J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. That was the name. And right now they're left with Tyson Williams, and 
they had to sign Le'Veon Bell, who's, whose career is on the downside, let's be real. And they have Latavius and Latavius Murray left, um, who still has a little bit left in the tank, but still, that's not the running game is not that has not been the bright spot so far this season. Just a couple of days, just a couple of weeks ago, Lamar Jackson threw for four hundred what four hundred fifty yards and four touchdowns. That's the Basically. type of that's the type of stat line you see from Patrick Mahomes or mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. That's not something you see from. That's not something you see from a guy with a play style like Lamar Jackson, which leads me to wonder, is he capable of actually having that sort of of having that playing that with that sort of play style or maybe with a a kind of a hybrid like what Russell Wilson does where he can run, but he can also throw it and and have a pocket presence. So but at the same time, they've lost so many players to injury. Now their left tackle. That's huge. Like that, that's just, that's huge. Somebody who can't protect their blind side. I don't care who you are, how fast you are. If you don't see him coming, that's going to be a problem. You might be able to hear them coming, but it's not going to, it's, I just don't, I just don't think this is sustainable. I think they're going to hit, they're going to hit a wall at some point and they're going to, they, they may be a playoff team, but they'll probably be one of those teams. That's like, they'll make it in at 11 and six, 11 10, and seven. six. Nah, I see us going thirteen and four, but because we got past the Chiefs and the Colts, those were the like teams I was like, all right, we might lose here, but we got past them. I'm worried about Minnesota because I think it's a trap game, and everybody knows if you don't take trap games seriously, you can lose. So, I'm I'm worried about that a bit. We still have I, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I'm worried. And I about think them. Minnesota. I sorry. I think Minnesota is a team that. Mm-hmm. People should take seriously this year. I think they've they've gotten a little bit better on the defensive side of the ball, and they continue to. And ever since a two a one and two start, they've they've went two and two and one, and they've reached five hundred. So that's a that's a team that you should take seriously. Yeah. And and you mentioned the the Packers. Yeah. I think the I think the I think the Packers are going to beat the Ravens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was a nice little joke you did there, Adam. But let's get. They're going to be. Ravens are winning that game, even though if we do lose, I wouldn't be surprised because if it if we lose to Aaron Rodgers, I respect it, but I think we're coming out with Dub in that one. Nice try though, uh, because it's in Baltimore. It's not like it's in Lambeau, I believe. Ah, uh, it's still still you're facing Aaron Rodgers, and that offense. it too. He can catch it too. Who can? Aaron Rodgers can catch this problem. Lamar Jackson's going to dice up that defense too. Okay. He dice up or hang on. They lost they lost Jair Alexander to IR. So that's a that could be an issue. But they still have Eric Stokes who's assault who's who's had a gr- who's had a great start to his young career so far. And they, don't forget that guy, Kevin King. Oh yeah. He can yeah. real he can really mm-hmm. I don't have any jokes for Kevin King, but I'll figure something out about how he's a burnt piece of toast and that he got burned by Scotty Miller, their number four wide Scott receiver. Miller. Scott Miller really gave it to him. All right. Well, anyways, we talked about one red hot AFC North team 
Yes, now we we're going to move on to a, another AFC North team that's not quite doing so well. We're going to talk about the Cleveland Browns next. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. We're talking about a little bit of week six action. And we've, been ta- we've opened up talking about some AFC North teams. And we're going to go on to this next AFC North team, which is the Cleveland Browns. Now, the Cleveland Browns, I had uh, – this is a team that I picked to be in the conference championship this year. I thought they would go toe-to-toe with – I thought they'd be a Cinderella story, but they, I thought they would be go toe-to-toe with the with the Buffalo Bills, but it, it hasn't worked out so well recently. So the Cleveland Browns, they fell to 3-3 three and three with an absolute blowout loss to the Arizona Cardinals, who have been red hot out of the gate so far, granted. But they lost Kareem Hunt in this game. They've already lost Nick Chubb, and he's already going to be out for Thursday night football. Uh, Their quarterback, Baker Mayfield's already banged up with a shoulder. On his non-throwing shoulder, but still, it's an injury. Mm -hmm. And they're already without Jarvis Landry for the foreseeable future, as he's on IR. So, Justin, how concerned should you be with these this struggling Browns team so far? Well, I, I'm not concerned with the Browns at all. I'm a Ravens fan. I don't care what happens to the Browns. But as a Browns fan and taking my bias out of it, I'd be concerned. Baker's a little banged up. Jarvis Landry's on IR. Nick Chubb is questionable. Uh, Cream Hunt is now on IR. That O-line is banged up. That defense isn't looking as promising as it should be. I'd be very concerned if I'm Cleveland. And now that the Ravens are pulling away in the division and Pittsburgh's not too far behind Cleveland and Cincinnati's playing well, they're four and two right now. Yeah. If I'm Cleveland, I need to figure out a way how to keep this team in one piece while still trying to make in a, a run at the Super Bowl, or at least trying to make a run in the playoffs. I know they're missing, like, key pieces, but that's still no excuse considering the Ravens are missing key pieces themselves, and they still managed to pull off a 5-1 and record in that time. They didn't struggle against the Chargers like the Browns did, even when they had a full health and healthy team or a he- healthier team. But all in all, if I'm a Browns fan, I'd be majorly worried, especially at the quarterback spot, if Baker can't play. So it's it's still early and they're only three and three. I think they only they're only down by about a game currently so far. And at least for second place in this division. For for first, I mean everyone's behind the Ravens right now. But you know, you look at the if you put this into context, they lost Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, who are arguably your one A and one B of the uh, of that backfield. And this is a run-first offense, so this is this is particularly concerning for this team because you know, let's face it, it's this team isn't about Baker throwing for 300 yards and four touchdowns. It's about Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb chewing up yardage and then playing defense. That's what that's what that is the re- that is a recipe for this team winning games. And mm-hmm. now they're without those two. They're going to have, I, I think his name is Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson. Yeah. That's their third string running back who has shown promise, 
but he certainly is no Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. And their and their quarterback who they do have is hurt, and they're without Jarvis Landry. And the one wide receiver they do have, who is uh, who is healthy, he's still getting he's still getting in the swing of things because he just got healthy from all the all the stuff that he went through in Odell Beckham Jr. He has a he has a solid pedigree in recent years, but I mean, I would you? This just doesn't look good for them. I honestly, I really could see them, especially since they're on short rest. I could see them on Thursday night losing to the Denver Broncos. I think uh, I I agree with you. I don't think this Broncos team is for real, but I think they're a team where if you have a if you have a crippled Browns team like this. You could probably you could give them a game and possibly beat them. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think hopefully the Browns can pull this off, but it it'll be a it'll be a tough task without their first and second string running backs and potentially without Baker. Uh, and just in case he is listening out there, damn Cam, what happened to your quarterback? Couldn't be mine. Couldn't be my quarterback. You're talking about. Hmm. But, you know, that's for another time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you'll definitely you'll certainly be involved in engaged in plenty of debates with that kid. Uh, Baker yeah, Mayfield this, fan. It'll never be the end of it. I'll never escape it. I mean, as I said, I, I've I've stated my opinion on that Browns team. Baker Mayfield is mainly there just to sort of be serviceable. That team that team really centers on their run game. He's not serviceable. He's good. I wouldn't say he's serviceable. I think he's a good player, but I wouldn't. He's the third best quarterback in the division. Third best. So that means, I mean, that doesn't say that's like third worst, like second to worst, because there's four. So there's, but so there's Joe Burrow is better. Yeah. So Joe Burrow is better. Lamar's better. And Roethlisberger is only not as good because he's on the downside of his career. But so I'm not sure. When two of them are former Heisman winners and the one you're better than is a future Hall of Famer, that's tough company. The AFC North's a very like tough quarterback division. And I don't. Do- well, see, I don't even think he would be the be. You can make a case that he's not. He wouldn't be. He'd be third best in the AFC East. Josh Allen's better than him, obviously. Josh Allen, and, and I think Mac, Mac Jones and I think Mac Jones is going to be better. <laughs> Calm down there. Hold on, hold on. He's not There's better not than him now. There's not much to be better than. He's not better than him now, and I can. It, we're going a we're we're going a little yes. bit off the main narrative now, which is the team, but I'm sure a a Baker Mayfield debate is in the in the cards for the future, but. I mean, Especially I think we have a strong opinion. We're pretty close to agreement on on Baker Mayfield, what he is as a player. Oh, but no, shake and bake. Sure. Coming up next, I told you guys earlier, talking about our new segment, and we'll give you that right after this break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, along with Justin Tucker. We opened up the show in the first two segments talking about the Baltimore Ravens and 
the Cleveland Browns, a couple of AFC North teams, which the AFC North always seems to be in the middle of the talk of the NFL, Mm -hmm. it seems like. But anyways, we are going on to this new segment that we were talking about, which is going to be called the Fumble Rooski Game of the Week. So what that is, is after every week, me and Justin, we, we talk a little bit and we talk about what we think are the best game of the the best game of uh, let's say week six was, and mm-hmm. we will go we will and we will talk about that in this segment. We'll describe it and we'll give our takes on that. And it, we won't even we probably won't even limit it to just one game. You know, we'll we'll certainly have some honorable mentions where we'll talk about let's say. If there's another game, we'll just we'll describe describe that one briefly. But anyways, for this one, we are going to have for uh, for our for we're going to have for our fumble Ruski game of the week this week. It is the Monday night football game, which was the Bills and the Titans. So for this game, we have our lap. What was our last? What? When we posted our fan box question, who we thought, who you guys thought was the team to beat so far, every, almost everyone picked the Bills. So how's that? How's that looking now? Because the Bills were just upset by the Titans. Um, mm-hmm. I've I forgot what the final score was. I believe it was 31-34. So it was a high-scoring yes. contest. But so it was a back-and-forth game the entirety of the contest. The Titans took uh, took the lead. 31-34 with three minutes left off a of Derrick Henry touchdown. Then uh, Allens and the Bills drove to the goal line of the Titans. It was about the three-yard line. All right. Now, keep in mind, a field goal ties this. But they decided to be bold and go for it on fourth and one. And Allen, Allen attempting to do a QB sneak, misses. Attempt failed. Titans win. Now, uh, Henry accounted for three of the four touchdowns in this game for the Titans. So he really put this team on his back and he could po- he possibly deserves some MVP consideration, but Justin, uh, what are your thoughts on this game? <sighs> what a game. Uh, started off with the Buffalo Bills coming out on offense, going down the field, driving, but not getting any touchdowns, which, was ideal for Tennessee. It was always going to be a struggle for them to stop them. But if you hold them to field goals instead of touchdowns, that's a win in my eyes. So it started off 6 nothing Buffalo, and then all of a sudden, boom, Derrick Henry, 76 yards for a touchdown. Just like that, they score. And then what happens is the Buffalo Bills come back down the field, 14-yard touchdown, boom, Stephon Diggs, they take the lead. In the middle of all this... Thing. I think Taylor Wan got injured. Prayers, prayers for him. Hopefully, hopefully he gets better. I think, I think it's just a concussion, but he did get injured during the game. And then, which one call it? I'm not sure which is, which. I'm not sure if Cole Beasley scored and then Derrick Henry scored again. I think that's what happened. And then the game went into halftime, with it being 17-20. Yeah, 17-20. I think for the Bills, and then it comes back, and then Derrick Henry takes over for, takes over, and somehow, some way, gets them the win. He, 
but it's not over yet because Josh Allen still has to drive down the field and clutch it up for him. Fourth and one, game on the line. You put the ball in the quarterback's hands. He tries to dr- drive for it, but the left tackle, Deion Dawkins, gets shoved back by uh, Jeffrey Simmons. Simmons gets Josh Allen and puts him on the ground. Josh Allen loses his footing and then falls short of the marker, and the Titans get in victory formation, and they win. So what? A, yeah, unbelievable game. Honestly, I want. I wonder why they decided to go to go for it on fourth down rather than just Analytics. try to tie it. Analytics. What's that? Analytics. It was more than likely if they get the first down, they would win the game. So they were probably trying to score instead of leaving it up to go to overtime. So especially in Nashville. And if they don't get the ball back anyway, they would just rather let's, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose it with us with the ball. So it was fourth and one. And they think Josh Allen is going to get it because he's like 6'6", 240. So it seems pretty reasonable that he can push for a yard. Right. But if you miss it, then you lose. Like that's like automatic, which you, which they did. And it's a gamble. I th- I think it's less of a gamble when you just hit the field goal. I mean, I think I think you have I I would have more op- more I would have more faith in that offense, especially since the other offense, Tennessee, they just lost Julio Jones, meaning it w- it became yeah. just the Derrick Henry show. When you rely on your running back, eventually you're going to fail. And that's what happens with the Titans just about every year. Because I mean, it's built around the running game, which it serves them well to an extent, but eventually they just they there's a point where they fail, and that's why they're not a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. That's why they really haven't been in this time where they've been competitive. And if they had, what's that? They're four and two, just like the Bills are right now. (laughs) I know. Well, I, I think. I I still think that this bit like it's a there's a big difference between the Bills and the Titans, and the, just the Bills the Bills have a much better passing game. This is the this is the age that we're living in of a a pass heavy a pass heavy league, and running game the running game just doesn't do it anymore. Sure, but I I disagree because they're still managing to win. Derrick Henry's like the by far the leading rusher in the league. And as of right now, no team seems to be able to stop him, even though Julio Jones and A.J. Brown were out from time to time. And Julio Jones is now out again. For some reason, they just can't seem to stop Derrick Henry. And right. once that and once that 76-yard touchdown happened, I was like, oh, boy, Brian, Brian's fantasy team was in trouble tonight because I know he was going over 100 yards. The question was how many touchdowns he was going to get. And he got three. But for all that greatness that Derrick Henry has, yeah, it's only accounted for one AFC championship appearance. It's better than no AFC championship appearance. Where they didn't real it really where the game really wasn't competitive. And you could see the Titans were biting, scratching, clawing to score, and the Chiefs were doing it effortlessly. That just tell I mean, that just tells you, I mean it's it's a pa- it's a passing game. That's what wins you not just not just passing but all like balance as well. They can like the Bills, they can throw the ball, but they can also run it too. 
I think Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, those guys aren't bums. And Josh Allen could also run the ball as well. So they have more of a balance than Tennessee does, whereas if you're relying on Ryan Tannehill to win you games, then you're in trouble. Regardless of if Julio Jones, Julio Jones, who's past his prime, by the way, or A.J. Brown is back there, you just I, you can't trust that. Mm-hmm. And I think if you put if the Bills put the if the Bills put it put this in their hands to say all right, beat us with your offense. We don't think you can do that. I think they would have won. Don't say the uh, Bills running game around uh, Andrew because he'll say Devin single poop. I know. I know he will. But anyways, so we are reaching the end of our show, which means we are going to go on to the Fumble Ruski fan box. We'll go over your answers for that. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I am your host, Adam Wright, with co-host Justin Tucker, as always. And as always, you guys are going to get your responses to the Fumble Rooski fan box this week. So we will post a we will post a question box every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question and be featured on our show. So let's get right into it. So the question of the week for this week's fan box was, who put up the best performance in week six? So to lead off our responses, we had good old ex-co-host Brian Mucker, who said, Cowboys, preferably CeeDee Lamb. Now, this isn't a bad take, honestly. C.D. Lamb, he is I, – I think he's the best wide receiver in that uh, – out of that receiving core between him, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. I mean, this guy could play. He's young. He's mm-hmm. already close to the play of Amari Cooper. In fact, in fact maybe better considering he's putting up – he has more consistency than Amari Cooper. And he gets more targets. What, what's that? Maybe he gets more targets. He's he gets open. <laughs> Got to get open. And, see, and you're telling me Amari doesn't? I well he he gets open more often clearly, and he's CD's just the more more explosive player I think. You know they're they're about they're about even right now, but I think with CD's potential, his route running potential, his speed, his explosiveness. Not to say that Amari isn't. I think the issue with Amari is. What you see is what you get from him. He's already in his prime. This is what this is the best he'll ever be. CeeDee Lamb, he's already close to that and he's and he's in his second year. And most of his first year, he was he put up nine he put up nine hundred yards, almost a thousand yards, and most of his first year he was playing with backups. And you could see in those in those first few weeks with Dak Prescott with an actual quarterback, he was already he already looked close to NFL ready. I mean, he kind of he kind of is because he had a he had nearly a thousand yards last year. He's on pace to destroy that record this year. So honestly, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CD Lamb's been looking good, and the Cowboys overall have been looking great, to be honest. Outside of the game against uh, a few minor details against the Patriots, they've been looking good so far this season. But still, it's the Cowboys. Yeah. But anyways, 
moving on, we have Patrick Wooliver, 22, with yet another response. Um, so he said Dak attack. Oh, boy. Dak Prescott, I believe he has, what, 16 touchdowns so far this year? I think so. Don't hold me to it. To four touchdowns? He is on the He, he deserves MVP consideration. He yeah. deserves MVP consideration. Now, the MVP itself, the the I'd put him third. I put it I put it Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott. You you're putting Herbert over Lamar. I want you to think about that. I am putting Herbert over Lamar. How? They just he just got abused. He got spanked. He got played with. What? Yeah. But Lamar threw two for two picks and just one touchdown in that in that win. Thirty-four to six. What? Nope. It was an all-around victory for them. I thought it, it no. was it was a bad th- it was a bad showing, no. but I mean everybody no. has bad showings. Tom Brady one, Lamar two, Dak three, Kyler four. Then if you want to put Herbert five, that's fine. Wow. And that's nothing right. against Herbert. It's just the MVP is very com- competitive this year. It it is very competitive. I will say that. I think it, I mean, it, it seems like it's always. But it all—it does seem like it's always competitive like this at this time of the year, and it's not until later on in the year when we have a good idea about who is going to win league MVP. Like I feel like it, I'm pretty sure it wasn't until later on in the season, probably like the last quarter of the season, where we figured that Aaron Rodgers was going to win league MVP, because it was a really close race between him, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. I think Tom Brady was in there for a little bit. You know, there was there were a lot of candidates. I mean, it's not like it is this year, but I mean, it it, it typically happens like that. But anyways, every, we're getting every a little. Other year, I, there's like three or four candidates, but this year it's like five or six. It can it can go six deep, including Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I was I was gonna say we haven't even talked about Matthew Stafford, and the that running back in Tennessee, the King Henry, he might, might deserve some he might deserve some consideration in there. But anyways, uh, CJ. CJ Medeiros, who is who is our co-host for for a week, he said Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup, Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb. So he he lists off like four players, but all of them are pretty much relevant. Each one threw for each quarterback threw for three touchdown passes. Actually, Stafford threw for four. Dak, Dak I, be, I believe Dak threw for three. Cooper Cup has been a monster this year. Yes, he has. Especially in my fantasy. Yes, he has. Yeah. I'm just upset because I took the wrong, the wrong Rams receiver. I thought Woods was going to be better, especially with Matthew, Matthew Stafford in there. Oh, I thought he was going to be better, but I mean, Woods has been all right, but Cooper has been the clear cut better player. Mm-hmm. I was like, give me Cooper Cup. And once I saw preseason and the way he was performing, like during practices with uh, Matthew Stafford, I'm like, yeah. Once I see that, I'm getting – if I had the opportunity, I'm getting him. Yeah, and Matt Draper said Derrick Henry. Put him in the MVP conversation. So Derrick Henry, I – yeah. We, I mean, we, we were talking about him earlier being an MVP candidate, and we were talking about how we literally put his team on his back when we were talking about the game of the week, the Monday night football game between the Titans and the Bills. But – I mean, to beat to outscore a high-powered passing offense like that is impressive, and he really has in the past few years. He's put a, th- this team on his back. So, I mean, 
it's rare that a running back wins the MVP, but if it's going to be any running back, it's going to be this one. Yeah, but the problem is he's got legitimately six people ahead of him before we even start thinking about Derrick Henry, and that's an, like that's the problem. I we know, have to wait until later in the season when things start dropping and we can say, okay, such and such is in the conversation now. I'm not right, even because sure it's a quarterback through the league. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. He's playing like an absolute stud, but it's not like I can just put aside Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, who I didn't even mention, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford. I can't throw them, any of them, away. Before I know, I, I get but he belongs. In, we're, we're not saying he should lead, but he does belong yeah. in the conversation. He belongs right in there with everybody else. But anyways, Robert Shelley said, Washington defense showed me something this week. So for those of you who don't know who Robert Shelley is, I'm sure a lot of you do, since a lot of you are coming from the uh, listening to the Pesky Poll podcast very often. But Robert is the host of our brother-sister podcast, the Pesky Poll podcast, about the Red Sox and other other things Major League Baseball. And he said... He said Washington defense showed me this week, something this week. And let me explain something to you. Do you <laughs> want to know what the Washington defense gave up? Do you want to know? Yeah, I do want to know. Tell me. They gave up. They surrendered 31 points on four to- total touchdowns, two from the air and two from the ground. Mm-hmm. Fit over 500 scrimmage yards. And... He said they showed me something this week. Uh huh. You know, you want to know which team show. Like, if you want to say it's like Washington defense, like they were serviceable, they did all right because they they did allow they did get a, a couple picks off of uh, off of Patrick Mahomes and they held him to seventeen through three quarters. If you mm-hmm. want to say they were like serviceable, they did okay. That's something. That like that's okay. But to, you know, you want to know who actually shows me something this week is against the Kansas City offense is in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, what was it, 55 this past week? I'm sorry, I've lost I've lost track of the Super Bowl. I think 55? It, yeah, either 54 or 55. I think it is 55. Yeah. They, Tampa Bay's defense surrendered just nine points to the Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron... Patrick Mahomes was running for his life. The Chiefs couldn't even score a touchdown. That's something that shows me something. But anyways, that's a, that's enough of my rant for that. Then I respond. Then then Robert responds to it and he goes, "I wasn't saying it in a good way." And he goes, and I, w- I was like, "Dude, I said best performances." He goes, "Too bad." He goes. Then he asked me if I could be on his show tomorrow. And because of that, maybe I just won't show up. Show, show up, Robert. <laughs> But coming show professionalism. Anyways, he's I don't I don't know what his goal was in saying that. Maybe he was just trying to get me riled up, which he low key succeeded because I just got, went on a nice little rant there. But anyways, anyways, Justin, you have any other any uh, sorry any other thoughts before we close off the show for tonight? Uh, Boston's playing right now. Hopefully, they get the job done against the Astros. But until then, we'll see. Uh, yep. I need to finish up my homework Four. before I go. Don't tell me the score. Don't tell me the score yet. I want to. W- I want to wait till I'm done recording this episode. Then I'm gonna finish editing, and then I'll I'll catch the last few episodes. Sorry, the last few innings 
Oh, I hope they win. I went to the game last night. For those of you who were following on Robert's podcast, I took over his podcast tonight, uh, last night, and I sent some videos of the game. I did some live streams. I sent my reaction. of It was pretty cool, actually. I love baseball. That's something you guys might not know about me, but I have been on Robert's show, and I love baseball. I played in middle school and high school. I'm a diehard Red Sox fan, so I do love that. It was fun being there. I 10 out of 10 recommend going to a postseason game. So much different, so much of a different energy than some regular season game where you're just having a good time. But anyways, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcast. Also be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out. Bye-bye-bye.